No, I just like <laughs> I have like a piece of paper and I just write down like in order what we're going to talk about and that's it. Yeah, Adam does something similar with his computer, but yeah, not nearly that fancy. Well, when porn crashes, it you know uh, that has happened a few times. Are, I swear to God, are we recording right now, Adam? Uh-huh. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Every time. <laughs> okay, all right, here we go. All right, hello and welcome to the 27th episode of Damage Control Podcasting, a professionally unprofessional look at the conventions, ideas, and genres in filmmaking. I am here with Daniel Newkirk, Sean Seacrease, Josh Snyder, Tyler Tipton, Cody Dietrich, and Eeyore with the intro. Thanks, yes. Eeyore. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Peter Cullen was much it better Eeyore than Adam ever was. <laughs> introduce our guest, a professional podcaster. He kind Me? of introduced him. All right, yeah. yeah. Uh, so today on the, the, the cast, we've got Sean Seacrest uh, from... Uh, One third of the TryHards team. We do a magic-focused podcast. Yeah. And we've got... When this comes out, we'll just have had our episode 100. So oh. we're looking forward to that. That's a hell of a milestone. Oh, thank you. Which, which is why we asked him to come on, because uh, tonight's topic is uh, adapting board games and tabletop games, child games, into movies. Not not tabletop games or child. I'm talking like tag. You're digging it deeper. I am. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. And a little bit of, a little bit of trivia before we get into tonight's topic. What is oh. the <laughs> oldest known board game? Senate. Holy shit! How'd you know that? Is that what they play on Lost? Yeah, idiot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it was created around 3500 BCE in Egypt. It's still played today and apparently on Lost. Uh, <laughs> According to uh, HobbyLark.com, what are the top ten board games of all time? Monopoly. Is number three. Monopoly, Clue. Clue is number eight. Chess. Sorry. Chess, Chess is number one. Sorry. Checkers. Sorry is not on there. Sorry. Wow. Checks. Checkers. Not on there. Backgammon. Not on there. Ooh. Chinese checkers. <laughs> oh, no. Well, of course <laughs> it's not on his Oh, list. my God. All right. So, uh, <laughs> Number 10, I never heard of this, Ticket to Ride. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's a fantastic that's okay. game. In stock at your friendly local game store. Uh, no, no, number 9, Dominion. <laughs> okay. Oh, Dominion is yeah. really fun, right. yeah. Uh, 8 is Clue, 7 is Battleship, mm-hmm. 6 is Scrabble, 5, yeah. Settlers of Catan. Catan? Yeah. Really? Okay. The Hall of Fame game. Also at your local LGS. Yes, indeed. 4 is, where, where was that? 4 is Risk, 3 is Monopoly, 2 is Stratego, one is chess. Forgot all about Stratego. Stratego. That game I was awesome. I have that game. Yeah. You want to just even go play I'm right surprised now. Axis and Allies isn't on there. That game. No. Oh, come the, on. Stratego at number two. Number two. That surprises me. Yeah. Okay. So, holiday, holiday. Hollywood pulls inspiration <laughs> from many areas books, TVs, comics, music, its own movies, sometimes even board games and child games. April 15, 2018, saw the release of Truth or Dare. As of May 3rd, the flick has brought in 36350000 domestically. With a budget of uh, $3 million. it's a success, I guess. Yeah. Did, you said you are going to see it. Have you seen it? Uh, no, I have not. Um, I'm a little... I kind of don't want to see it because it's PG-13. Yeah. And no good game of Truth or Dare ever ends as a PG-13 rating. Fair enough. Okay, so tonight... Give that man a medal because he's not wrong. <laughs> so, uh, so tonight, let's discuss the films... Discuss the films based on board games as well as tabletop games and what it takes to adapt them into a narrative. Okay. Okay. Am I doing all right? I guess. No. <laughs> you exist. Okay. All right. We so, haven't gone to the marinara trench still, yet. Still so. neutral. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> you know, I consider that a win. So. He hasn't right. gotten up and left yet. Yeah. So. Uh, so, first off, name as many board game, tabletop, child game adaptations in film as you can. 
Clue. Clue. All right. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Battleship. Uh, uh, yep. Um, Pathfinder. Pathfinder had a movie? They did a Pathfinder movie. Really? That's not based on the game. Yeah, I'm thinking it is. You're talking it's, about with Carl I, Urban? What? You're talking about with Carl Urban? Yeah, it's No, like, that's not. No, that's, that's, from, <laughs> that's from the director. I have, I'm a big fan of that movie. I listen to the audio commentary. That's, I don't know what it sounds like. Pat, that's from by his Pathfinder, own. the one word. I imagine that's a trademark or something. For a gaming, not for a movie. Yeah, that, right, it, that's from the director's own brain. It's a different form of uh, intellectual property. So the I guess it was no magic. Carry over. Never mind. Cody's wrong. Okay, sorry. Usually. Yeah, fine. we're used to that. We still love you. Damn it, Cody. Okay, so I got Clue, Ouija, Ouija. Oh, Ouija, yeah. Battleship, D&D, Would You Rather? Well, that's oh, a, that movie was terrible. I didn't watch that. Uh, oh, that, that was, was a Netflix movie. special. It was awful. I will agree to disagree. Uh, did you liked it? Yeah, I did. I love it. Man, you it. are so what? off. <laughs> uh, Truth or Dare, Tag, and Hide and Seek with made-up uh, games Jumanji, Zathura, and uh, Beyond the Gates. Which is a Netflix film about a VHS board game. Um, there's also, for talking fictional movies, there was Three Warriors. Okay. Three Warriors, I think. About a, a board game that slowly corrupted the minds of people and, and turned them insane. I'd watch that. It's terrible. Can't I've always thought, than Deathbed. I've always thought the movie Horrible Bosses was an unlicensed adaptation of the board game Life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Well, I can give you that like a spinoff. So. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. I'm in for that. Uh, honorable mention goes to chess because it's used in a lot of films, typically as a metaphor or a stereotype, as well as dominoes, bridge, and solitaire. Okay. All right. So first question. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, Mazes of Monsters, another fictional tabletop game. That was used in movies? Yeah, it was a, uh, that was it was a fictional version of Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, Tom, uh, Petty. nope. Tom Holland, nope. Different Tom. Tom uh, Cruise, he, no. Tom Riddle, no. Uh, he was in Castaway. <laughs> I don't know who that Tom is. Hanks. I know. Tom Hanks. There we go. That's him. <laughs> I forgot about Tom Hanks. Harry Potter. That's who Tom. Riddle. Yeah, that's all I could think of was Tom and you know old Tom. So I'm first name basis with Tom Hanks. Uncle Tom. <laughs> Yeah, he was in it anyway. He played the Whoa. played the cleric who lost his mind when the thief died. What eighties? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, late eighties, early nineties. Okay, so as always, first question: Do we like them? The good and the bad, the ugly of them. Do we like? Most them? of them are pretty bad. A couple have been okay. I haven't seen any that have been like really good. Clue. Clue was yeah, clue. I don't know about no, really clue good. You get out. Yeah, alright. Right. Clue was great. And they yes. pulled it off so well that they didn't tell you there were different endings in different theaters. That was really the first movie I can remember doing that very well. I see. I didn't know they did that. They did that. And when you went to a theatrical release, you didn't get to see every ending. Right. It was only when the VHS or Laserdisc or you know whatever came out that they put them all on there. So that was really well done. And Tim Curry's the man. Oh, oh yes. Absolutely. When he's running around the building explaining what had happened, that... Uh, I like scene. it in an aspect if it's done in a comedy aspect like uh, movies like Jumanji and Zathura where there is a level of like oh danger but it's done in a comedical way okay yeah Jumanji was are decent. we going to let him get away with using his own words comedical that's normal okay <laughs> alright I didn't know what that was yeah. just, just standard wait till, operating procedure just wait till I keep talking <laughs> it gets worse. we're just used to it everybody okay. knows so what I've been saying yeah, yeah alright that's, that's normal Cody <laughs> Comedical. Man, we're rocking this. We're only seven minutes in. Um, we usually we, we usually we we spend thirty minutes. Uh, yeah, but movies like the True for Dare, like it's meh for me. Like I have not seen the movie. It got spoiled for me 
but from what I've seen of it, it's just... Oh, it sucks when the movie gets spoiled for you, doesn't it? I guess. <laughs> okay, Justice. I, bet, I, haven't, I haven't seen it, but I bet you $100 on this podcast, this, the, they put the very last scene of the movie in the trailer. The scene where the main actress is on top of the dude in the bed, and they're getting ready to do what young people do in bed, and she Eat. says, yes, and she says, truth or dare, and her face does that little... That is not the last scene. I bet it, it is. Not. Have you seen it? I know for certain that's not the last scene. You they, just lost $100. They, they Sounds like he lost 100 Put bucks. your money on the table. I'll tell you what, I'll wear the dress instead. How's that? No, you said $100. Oh, you, you want I like to do money. that. You can't do something you want to do. <laughs> I'd rather see you in a dress than Daniel. You can make anything a horror movie with just a simple aspect. Like, just like, oh, we're going to turn a children's game into a horror movie. And that's it. And they, and like, they do, and they just, and they just creepy up the game. They creepy like, up they the add game. a demon or something behind the game. That's why it's scary. You have people dying. That's why it's scary. You know, I want to see if people do that with Candyland. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, like make Candyland. Uh, like, do do uh, the David Bowie flick with Candyland. Labyrinth. Yeah, thank you. Labyrinth of Candyland. Yeah, I can do that. I Labyrinth is a classic, by the way. Yeah. yeah. And why can't I think of the director who did uh, uh, what, what was it? The night before. Night before Tim Burton. Yeah, Actually, Tim Burton. Act- if you let Tim Burton do Candyland, producer, you might director, get something oh. crazy. Johnny Depp's going to have to be in it. Well, he obviously, obviously at that point. So is there a character that. in yeah. Candyland Johnny Depp could be? Every character. He got the. Are there characters in the game? The tall. Yeah, can- yeah. Uh, yeah there's oh, that creepy. Uh-huh. That creepy old fairy candy. woman, Danny Elfman, to do like some creepy music. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's scored. the Candyman. He's the Candy Cane. Uh, woodsman, the one that cuts down all the candy canes. I remember that creepy, tall woodsman cut down giant candy cane trees. Did they make a shoots and ladders movie? Oh yeah, do like uh, <laughs> do backdraft with shoots and ladders. I'd make it like a um, like a cannonball run style thing, but they're like trying to climb a. Oh yeah, yeah. that'd yeah, be like, really fun. Like yeah, mad, sort mad of. Yeah, you, you do like a cannonball run or like a, it's a mad, 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 mad world yeah. or something like yeah. that. Where yeah, you've got that sort of manic energy going on in or, it, or like a uh, rat race, and like you okay, the first one through the sock gets the ten million dollars, mm-hmm. and then yeah. each door is a, either an up or a down. Yeah, but with funny jokes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now you, <laughs> you sir, you do not talk bad about Rat Race. That rat Race was amazing com- compared to movies like Cannibal Run and other things in that type of genre that are comedic. They're way better than anything Rat Race has ever done. Rat, no, you're wrong. I mean, and Do- Johnny Depp could easily be King Candy. I mean, look at that guy. That could easily be Johnny Depp. No, because he had to put on weight. The king of putting on weight is Christian Bale. I actually... What about I, that King Candy? Yeah, that's, that's a sexy King Candy. I actually have another yeah, way... Well, that worked well. I see that. Well, when you talk about Johnny Depp doing it, I, just, I always see him in his Alice in Wonderland stuff mm-hmm. when you talk about that. And he does the transformational stuff so well. Oh, absolutely. Charlie Theron, she's great at putting on weight for roles too. Yeah. You could have her as like a cross-dressing kick. That would be horrifying. I'm in for that. Yes. That sounds we scary. That. Okay, so we have the horror Candyland movie. Well, if you just want to do horror games, you have like House on Haunted Hill. That yeah, could yeah. easily be adapted to board game where you could do a movie based on that. I think if you wanted to do a horror movie. Yeah, that that one would be I think it would be very difficult to try and do that one though. With like how multiple endings betrayal the house on the hill has 
like you've got at this point over a hundred scenarios mm-hmm. that you can play in that game. Like, how do you narrow that down to just one to tell? You, you find and the, make it more interesting than a random horror movie. That you find the ones perfect. that are the most compelling, and then you leave it a little ambiguous at the end, so you're not quite sure. You find a couple that are kind of similar, and you leave it a little ambiguous at the end. You, so you do a really thing know. like the Cabin in the Woods. Oh. It's actually a series of movies. It's the same first scene every single movie, but the one thing they do throws it into a totally different horror situation. I could get behind that. Or like... I like if, that better as like a Netflix show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like a one-hour ep- Netflix like, show? Yeah, Absolutely. each episode is... Like, you, you've seen Cabin, uh, Cabin in the Woods? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, like, please blow the, blow the conch, blow the conch. It'd just be a situation like that. Where so they do something, they actually do something different, and that's what causes that... I think you just spoiled evil. the movie for Tyler. I've seen the movie. Again? Oh, okay. I've seen the movie. What about doing 1313 Dead End Drive? I forgot all about that game. I always wanted that game, but I never played it. It's oh. where it's where you you buy that on Amazon right now. It's what is buy it on Amazon right now. Okay, it's uh, <laughs> it's where you move. It's where you play. It's where you roll two different dice and you actually move your your piece and another person's piece, but so no one really knows besides you whose piece it is, and then you have to like lie. You have to lie to your to the to people you're playing against. Playing against. I forgot my train of thought. Anyway, that, that's the point. Isn't that the one where you like, oh, you're the inheritor of this fortune, but you all you all are the inheritor, so you got to be the last person left of a character alive to get the inheritance, right? Y- yes. Yeah, I remember that. My grandma had that game, and she never let me play it. It was a sequel. I think that a game that would make a really great movie, maybe, or probably it's going to end up being more campy because that's how that thing goes. Uh, there was a board game called Omega Virus. Oh, yeah, you've talked about that a couple times. Which yeah. was awesome. Like, uh, it had some voice acting stuff going on. It wasn't great voice acting. I was 10. It was fun. Um, but, like, the, the bad guy in the game was actually a virus that took over the space station. And you're trying to get the, the codes to, to get out before it explodes. And he takes over the full thing and explodes it. So, But he, like, mocks you the whole time. So that would be really interesting to kind of, like, watch them go through the substation and figure that stuff out and have that voice over the intercom just mocking them and telling them how stupid they are the whole time and stuff. Like, it would be really kind of fun to watch, I think. Well, we, we got the horror movies, but I, I listened to something on YouTube the other day. I think we can make a historic Monopoly movie. They've actually tried, uh, not Toby Emmerich, but his brother. The pro- Toby Emmerich is the director, but his brother, the producer, he's been trying since 2011. He's been trying to get a Monopoly movie done. Um, I'm making it. Uh, Ridley Scott was attached to direct it at one mm-hmm. time, and it's been described as Goonies with adults. I'm making a political drama, and the very last phrase would be, do not collect, do not, do not pass go, do not collect orders. I was watching. I was watching a YouTube thing on that. The way to win that is to stay in jail. No. That's, yeah, what, they, that's what they said. They say stay in jail. Not like early Cause, on. Because you can, once, once you get established. I didn't even know you could finish a game of Monopoly. Oh yeah. I thought Monopoly usually ended like when the you, board, you buy and upgrade all the, the light blues the and stuff there first. And <laughs> I didn't know the game ended. Sit in jail after yeah, because you but, keep collecting money. Even though yeah, you, you upgrade. You full upgrade hotels on yeah. like the light blues and everything around that corner and through that X edge. And then you just chill. So, before, hang on. Before we get too far, before we get too far in, uh, as I don't know anything of this world, but as tabletop gamers, did, was Dungeons and Dragons a good game or a good movie? Uh, the first one was not. Well, I, or to me, my question game, is I always: Can we only consider 
the movies that were imprinted with Dungeons and Dragons as Dungeons and Dragons movies. What because would you, okay. The Mummy with Brendan Fraser is the best D and D movie that's ever been made. Accurate. Yeah. Really? If as you a, consider the mummy, the one with Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weiss, I just had to take a moment to think about that. Uh, <laughs> and, and you consider what they're doing, you know, he's the the fighter that's on the road, and, and you kind of class them that way. Yeah. Uh, it's got magic. It's got all those different things. I've always thought that the mummy was a great quote unquote D and D movie. That's that's fair, actually. You know, and, and, really every, and everything but name, way. it really is a D and D movie. Well, give, yeah. me, give me another. Do you have another example? Because uh, I'm interested. Uh, well, if you look at another movie or more examples from no, that movie. more, more uh, different ex- a different example of a non Dungeons and Dragons Dungeons and Dragons game. Movie, movie, yeah, we know In that in that aspect, uh, it, Mummy's always stood out to me. You, we'll just put that franchise together and sort of set it aside for. You what could you're do Indiana about. Jones. Indiana Jones. So is the obvious what, one. Okay, so what do you got? What do you got to have to be a? Okay, say you want to make a D and D game. You don't. You don't own the rights to D and D. How do you like? You're a super fan. You're you're you've got pull in Hollywood. You want to make a D and D game. What are some of the, what are some of the aspects you need to pull out to the, do it? The epic fantasy high adventure style of, of movie, such as those two movies and so other need, ones like it. Would that that would be like the sort of theme you'd want to build around when you're making a movie based off of Dungeons and Dragons? I think. So you need a bad guy like a troll or a dragon or something? No, no it's it's more of like. I think uh, finding recognizable method. characters in certain tropes or roles. You know, Brendan Fraser plays the quote-unquote fighter. You've got a a scholar mage type person built in there. You've got the the seedy thief and her brother. You know, you've got these different roles that are kind of cast. And if you can pick out iconic ways to showcase that without calling them the cleric, the halfling wizard, whatever, uh, I think that you you can give that impression down the line. You have to have certain things, right, Josh? You get, yeah. Like, both of those, uh, Indiana Jones and the Mummy, they have traps. There's they traps have and bad guys you know more than you. Yeah, exactly. You've got all yeah. of those, you know, sort of boxes checked, even though they're not D&D. Moving from one place to another, you don't keep to keep it in one building to a degree. You have mass, mass land travel to a degree. You're going back and forth from place to place. Like uh, in a good D and D, you don't want to just be stuck in a single room for the entire movie. Okay. You want to be able to move around different sites, exotic, because it's more. It's also it says as a venture. It's also a visual venture too. Yeah, I mean, okay. one of the big things for Dungeons Dragons when you're talking about playing the game is is adventure. So like it's it's the exploration and delving into new things and new ideas and coming across this world you know nothing about and learning about it. To me, that's that's Dungeons and Dragons. So, what about? Um, I'm being serious. I'm not trying to be jokey. What about Uh-oh. the? No, I li- actually <laughs> like the movie. What about uh, Journey Two with The Rock? And would that be considered a non D and D D and D game? Movie? I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that one. I, I have it, Journey Two. Why didn't you go with the first one? Okay, it's Journey one. to the oh, sin- it's like the, the second it's a sequel to Journey to the Center of the Earth that has Brendan Fraser and it's basically just Journey to the Center of the Earth. Right, so right, so the second one. So it's just like the Jules Verne novel, or no? Well, the first one is, but the okay. second one, Journey Two, is uh, Brendan Fraser's. Uh, he gets stuck. He Brendan so his Fraser, family. I I think in the movie is dead. I think they sort of wrote him off because he didn't well, want to do the second movie. Don't need to watch that movie. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, damn it, Cody. So anyway, his family are like are like adventurers, right? 
And so The Rock remarries Brendan Fraser's wife, and then the kid has like a chip on the shoulder because The Rock is like very realistic. He's an architect. He's very down to earth. Doesn't really care for all that crap, and he's trying to bond uh, with the son. No, the, Ar- the Rock is a Navy officer. No, he ain't. He's yes, he's from the Navy. He's an engineer. Yeah, he's a Navy engineer. All right, well, those two oh, kids. Here fight. we go. <laughs> anyway, so it's an important plot point because it, it, right. It, that's what. That's why he's an engineer because he knows all about that water coming up. Right. Water. You said he's he, like I know what this is like. What this is called he's architect. Like the architect. Yeah. Actually, he called him an architect. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I live in Missouri now. I can't help it. Anyway. Well, there goes our three Missouri listeners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so they get a mysterious signal from. Uh, the kid's uh, grandpa, right, which leads them to the lost island uh, or the lost city of Atlantis. So they go there, and the Rock discovers that all that crap that he thought was crap turns out to be real. And hmm. there's a, there's giant bugs, or there's bugs that are supposed to be small or big. Well, okay. Those things I thought you meant like okay, it's like reverse. Everything okay. that's big, <laughs> like elephants and stuff, is like super tiny. Yeah, yeah. All the insects are like super big. Yeah. yeah. Instead of dinosaurs, we have giant lizards. And giant eels in the water. There's Nemo's sub. So yeah, would like, that be? Uh, would that be? Am I on the right track? Is that a non? I haven't seen it, but it sounds like it would be. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. The ending probably wasn't spoiled. But. Okay, I want to come. I want to come back to this. All right. So, uh, what about what about Battleship? Did we like Battleship? I did not watch it. I, I refused. I feel like Battleship took the the premise of the game and took it too literally. Like, there's some. Uh, some understanding you need to do with the game to, like, these are mechanics of the game, and to make them so specific, like, okay, you're forced into this grid, and then we're going to shoot these shells that land in your ship that look like giant pegs. I kind of I like, liked the way that they incorporated the game uh, mechanics. What I didn't understand, it, like, the enemies in that movie were aliens, right? Yeah. And they came from space. Uh-huh. Why didn't they just bomb us from orbit all of our ships? Movies absolutely pointless. Yeah, most of movies usually are. Well, that that in particular, in that aspect, like they like, oh, we have the battleship rights. We make a movie, and but we make up and instead of fighting another country because we don't want to talk about war right now, we have alien invaders. So we have worse uh, Independence Day. Okay. Yeah, I just think they went way too specific with that. Like, I think it would have been much more enjoyable to see that as, like, a naval war games kind of uh, movie. Like, if you take um, down Periscope and then cut a lot of the jokes and make it, like, a legit, like, war games movie, like, that might be a little... I think that would have been a lot more interesting way to do it. Okay. You leave down Periscope alone. I love down Periscope. (laughs) I'm just saying there shouldn't be two of them. So, uh... Okay. What about... So, you said you didn't like Would You Rather. What about... There's a new movie Tag coming out. Has anyone seen the trailer for Tag? No. Is that that one that has the Hawkeye actor? Yes. 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 And Rocket Raccoons, I think so. I have seen yeah. the trailer for this. This, but to me, it was almost a co-op of a, of a kids' game in order to tell you that this is how this group of friends sort of stays young and stays in touch. Where I think it's going to be more about a buddy movie and coming together and emotional relevance, they're just using Tag as the means to get to that end. And I don't know, I've only seen the, the trailer for it, right. but I, there's a lot of different ways they can go with it. But it seems interesting. Yeah, like, it sounds fun. Like, it, it, it's, like I said, if you keep it as a comedy, comedy aspect of the movie, not oh, we'll just make it scary. Like, uh, how would you do a scary version of Red Rover? 
Fred Rosenberg over, come over. Yeah. Like if you don't break out, it's, you, you just do it. You do it, Candyman style. I got, like, I got the, I got the whiteboard, our whiteboard here. Oh no. How are we doing? How are we doing a horror? Oh, it's got to be a whiteboard. Okay. It, actually, it's the train. because it's Adam. It's oh, here we go. You're supposed to break <laughs> the chain of arms, and if you don't, you become part of the wall, right? Uh, yep. Okay, so if you don't break the wall, the walls actually instead of just holding hands, everybody's just fused together. No, don't be, don't, don't you're just turning into human like centipede. Human no, like, yeah. it's a centipede no. no, I was hoping. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, no. I'm kind of into that, like no. dystopian, yeah. like yeah. almost cube. Like you get that 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 magical. Because no, he's wall gonna start talking about human the, centipede, and I'm gonna throw up. Love human no. centipede. First one. <laughs> Those were so. The disturbing. first one was <laughs> unique. God, yes. No. First one. Good way to put it. The first one was unique. Stop at the first one. Second one, I had to take a shower after I washed it because it was. Really disturbing. Whoa. And oh, it's okay. bad when he has to <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's uh, only there's only there's only Well he had to clean off the, the third oh, one. Oh, alright, alright, that's worse. There's than only the there's only three films I've had to take a shower after because I felt disturbing for watching. One was Rob Zombie's House of Thousand Corpses. Not because of the movie, but because I was watching it in an old abandoned porn theater. Two was uh, what? Stop what you're saying right now. Explain that and how that happens. So it's way more interesting than what we were talking about. Right. right. So I went. To, I went to college in Carbondale, and there was this theater, like an actual theater playhouse. Right. It had. It had was the, it Pee Wee's Playhouse or? No, that was. So so anyway, it was the actual playhouse. Or, yeah, I got it. It was an actual play. It was an actual theater, to where it was, it was the old style theater where you can just sit down and just get lost, rather not the stadium. In yourself? Yes. Not, not the stadium. If you're seating, into that kind of thing. Not the stadium seating crap that they have in theaters now. And it was a slight, you know, the slight. The slight uh, incline. Right. Where if someone with a big hat sat in front of you, you were screwed. I, loved, I mean, it was just huge. I loved it. And then, so the play, the play, the the play. It went under. It went under in like the 70s or 80s. So uh, a porn, uh, a guy bought it and turned it into a porn theater. Right. So he, there was one screen, and then up in the attic, right next to the uh, projection booth, he painted a wall white and just like, just like, super glued and nailed a bunch of seats up there. Really, and then the, he used to play film, uh, adult films up there as well. So that that went on until the mid 90s early aughts uh, so that shut down and then uh, a group of a group of students had picked it back up and had j- had just opened back up called the varsity and uh, they they did uh, second run flicks foreign films um, and so house of thousand corpses had been a long uh, gestated movie and I'm a huge Rob Zombie fan so I was following it it came into Carbondale for one night it was, it was airing at midnight they played it up in the uh, the makeshift thing, I mean, it was like right. a, it was just like a, a closet. You could, you could hear the projection. Movie. It's like watching a projection movie in somebody's uh, garage. Exactly, but they were yeah. playing another movie, so you could hear. I was right next to the projection booth. You could see that. I don't know if you ever seen House of Thousand Corpses. It was midnight. I had no sleep. I, I the things that I watched creeped me out. Things that I knew went on in the chair I was sitting in because it was the original porn theater chair. It was just, I had to go home and take a shower. And then the other one was Human Centipede. Man, when I think about the things that I did in college compared to that. See, it wasn't that interesting a story. I apologize. Uh, But you said there was three movies. Yeah. You uh, said Human Centipede twice. Oh, it's right. So Human Centipede, 
uh, 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 House Thousand Corpses and, still the, two? and the Devil's Rejects. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Isn't that like the sequel to House of Thousand Corpses? Or something yeah. Like that? Okay. That movie. I'm excited. Like the way it makes you feel. Man, I saw Willard in that theater by myself, and the the big one, man, that was creepy. I also saw uh, about Schmidt and uh, Kathy Bates' butt. Is that the I, name of the movie? No, she's naked in it. Ah. I give it. Wait, are you bringing I, her butt or the hair? No, her butt. Okay. I give it a full moon. The, the movie company that puts out those Puppet Master movies. I okay. get a full moon rating. Um, okay. We need to stay on topic, guys. Yeah, no. Talio. Don't uh, get off topic. <laughs> so, okay. Do, as board game players, as game players, do fictional games like Jumanji, Zuthura, do those apply the games? I mean, as a gamer, do you guys feel like that? decent or are you guys crap I mean, most of those movies don't really go into the full details of how the game works so it's like meh yeah. but it does know. but it, like the, some of the premises are kind of neat for some of the movies like it does it, well when you do move when you do a game movie you have the rules you have okay you have to do this to advance and if you don't do this this do, nothing happens like in jumanji uh they specifically read out the rules for everything else not atlantically what if you you cannot use my jokes. <laughs> Stop taking my jokes. Okay. I'm glad you're talking around me. Cause and then Zathura, they read out the rules and stuff like that. Right. And all that stuff. But, and, but the problems I have with those is the, they take... The games play themselves, basically, to a degree. The people are just there waiting for the next thing to happen. Yeah, that's kind of a boring thing about the, the fictional games, that they don't really do anything interesting. I mean, Jumanji is just roll two dice, move upon, weird shit happens to you. Um, so, like, I think if you're going to make a fictional game that's going to tie into a movie and make it as interesting as the actual games that we play, you've got to have well, a structured game. You've got to have something that's enjoyable to play. And, and just, choice. Yeah, and, and interaction. Like, there's there's a lot of things in game design that, that movie design doesn't take into account. Like, um, like interaction between players. Okay. Um, you need to have that kind of thing. You need to have um, meaningful choices on your turn, uh, things to truncate your turn so that um, uh, that your one turn isn't taking an hour and a half. Um, you need to kind of track the, the, we call it the salt level of the game. Um, and some mechanics will upset players more than non certain other mechanics do. He gets really salty, right? Yes. Yeah. Only when I breathe. Yeah. yeah. So all the time. Yeah. So how do you guys feel that? How do you guys feel that your 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 culture, if that's the right word, is represented? Because as a maintenance guy, oh, we are Jesus. we are either perverts or idiots. It's true. Both apply. But yeah. why do we have to be depicted <laughs> as perverts and idiots? We're either the nerds or like in the new Jumanji case, they don't use the real. They don't use the actual people playing the game this time. They just oh you have a new body and you're either. You're the buff uh, adventurer in this movie, or you're the super hot adventurer chick, or the Jack Black know-it-all. They don't like. They take away that aspect out of the movie game complete, out of the game completely, where it's not you facing this. You're like in a super impervious body that's facing this. You're in an avatar's body, right? At that point, I I don't think we're breaking new ground here, but 
I mean, nerd culture one, right? This is the best time to be alive and be a nerd, right? right. Oh, yeah. You have the MCU, which you guys spent a month talking about. Yes. You have all of these other things that are being accepted. You have one of the most popular shows on uh, Twitch TV is done by Critical Role. Yeah. It's a it's a D and D show. You have, you know there are so many outlets right now where it's great to be a sort of game game nerd. Yeah, and it's it's become so culture that I'm kind of waiting for the counterculture move backlash. Do you see any of that running a game store? Um, very little of the counterculture. Um, those people kind of stay away. The most I get is I will get uh, people still coming in going, "Oh hi, this is my son. He's a." Ma'am, that's fine. Wait, do you guys prefer geek or nerd? I prefer geek, but nerd's fine too. I mean, it all works in the same. Um, I thought I was a nerd until I started doing this podcast, and you all ripped my card right out. <laughs> that's just because you're an idiot. That's true. <laughs> you got to keep that card. Don't worry. <laughs> well, okay, okay. Oh, I'm gonna go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Go, do the thing. Um, do you, so shows like The Big Bang Theory mm-hmm. who bring. Uh, I have something for that. Okay, not not that not that Ty. I'm not picking on Ty because he genuinely is a Green Arrow and Green Lantern. He's always got a superhero shirt on. He's a I know him because he's a genuine fan. But you see, like I I I go to the gym and I see dudes that that there's muscle shirts now imprinted with superhero logos and all. Do you guys are you guys kind of upset that because my favorite band is Clutch and I know. A lot of people like him, but only apparently he doesn't. <laughs> my, my favorite band is Clutch. That that that, that was the neutral going to. Uh, wait, wait, you didn't like Clutch? Oh, look, like we're not going to get into a music pain. conversation okay. right now. Okay, so anyway, my, my favorite band is Clutch, and I know they're they're big, but I was the only person around that, around me that liked them. So when I started There's hearing them, reason. when I started hearing them on the Grizz, or if I hear someone next to me, I'm like, ah, oh, you son of a bitch, that was my band. So do you, do you guys? That's because you're a hipster. I was gonna say your hipster card, Carrie. Everyone oh says that. Yeah, you, know? you have no idea how much a hipster he is. I am not. How am I hipster? <laughs> you are a hipster. How I'm just surprised you're not wearing three shirts and your flannel overshirt today. It's really hot outside. <laughs> yes, yeah, so no flannel. So you're wearing just the three shirts instead. I'm wearing two. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you really? I am not. I thought you'd be taking your notes on a typewriter, you know, instead of using a laptop. I, I write my scripts on a typewriter. <laughs> Uh, really, y'all think I'm a hipster? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Weren't you just talking about getting him some vinyl the other day? Oh, shit, sorry. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Yeah, <laughs> okay. All right, first of all, I love popular movies. So that, that, that like, negates No, you don't, because you hate Deadpool. Yeah. One movie. It's because you yeah, hate, there's a lot of them. You hate, you hate, a lot hate anything stuff. that's a comedy at all, period. That's or not has true. too much comedy. That's not true. I love Rodney Dangerfield. That's You're something a fucking a hipster. hipster. <laughs> anyway... And you will get no respect. Why don't you like Clutch? Just real quick. No, we're not getting into a movie conversation. <laughs> this is a movie podcast about the... All right, back to Adam's topic. Uh, okay. I so, am uh, curious. You, you have to text me or something like that. I'm curious. Well, if you uh, think you're getting my number, you've got it. <laughs> no, no, well, give it... Send a text to him, then. then he'll send oh, I'm just, I don't have his number. I should uh, be specific with you. He needs to be on the podcast more often. <laughs> What, another person to pick on me? <laughs> yes, he fits <laughs> right tri- in on that. Triumphant. Uh, anyway, so any, so anyway, do you guys do you guys hate that it's like? Cause, uh, no, it's it's wonderful because we want more people playing games. Because like the dudes in the want to grow yeah. the community. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. really. Um, more. Yeah. Br- bring more. Bring bring more. Yeah, as as a store owner, 
Absolutely. I don't want anyone to feel ashamed of their hobbies. I want them all to come in. No, I'm not talking about the people who genuinely like it. I'm talking about the people who just... I don't like the people that yeah, you don't, don't have a clue, though. Yeah, the people who hop on the, the bandwagon. They're, they're right. wearing... I'm, I'm a wearing, huge Deadpool that doesn't bother fan. Me I'm a huge Deadpool fan after seeing the Deadpool movie. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. and I am, like, yeah, I'm for that, but it's just like, oh, yeah, Deadpool's funny. <laughs> oh, my only problem with those people is when they speak from a level of expertise. Hipsters don't wear khaki, by the way. Oh I am God. wearing khaki shorts. Let it go! It hurt him in his soul. Guys. <laughs> medical, <laughs> these are medical socks. Medical Be, socks. Get real cozy with me there for a minute. Um, anyway, so... Um, haircut's really hipster. Stop! It just screams douche, doesn't it? <laughs> <No>. yeah. <laughs> just looking at the baseball sleeve-length t-shirt with the 80s cartoon villain on the front. Right. And, no, the, no, and yeah. the undershirt. Oh, no, no, the all... All you, you don't know me. All these guys can <laughs> all these guys can attest how much I love He Man. First yeah. of all, sounds like he knows you pretty fucking well. No, no. <laughs> you, how much I love the clues, but you how, how, how much I love He Man? You probably jerked it to He Man once or twice. Thank you. Okay. Oh, did you the original eighties He Man? But correct? the sad thing is, you no, like I liked all that. Stuff. You like He Man because. His real name's Prince Adam. Yeah, yeah. That's a very hipster thing. You like oh. something that's named after yourself. All right. Okay, all right. I know jack shit about hipster. So to answer to yeah. answer what you were talking about, the and what, what to go with what Daniel was saying, if people come in and they're like, oh, I saw the Deadpool movie one time, I know everything about Deadpool. That's annoying. Right. Don't be that person. Yeah. You be- will be hated. Because there's a lot of stuff you don't know, and come in to your your hobby knowing that you don't know everything mm. and, and be willing to learn and accept like I remember sitting in college and someone was talking to one of their friends and who'd never heard of Deadpool and was talking about Deadpool and basically he was like oh yeah he's this really cool guy he regenerates and he's always shouting like street fighter moves and stuff like he's a huge street fighter fan no, no, he's not. And all of that experience was coming from he played the Marvel vs. Capcom game that was out, and Deadpool would shout Shuriken. Because he was against Capcom fighters. Exactly. So that was someone who, who doesn't understand. Um, and it's not so much about the, like, it's more of the the thing that most people have is don't be a fucking know-it-all. Like... Yeah, yeah, just huh. yeah, just just going. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. That wasn't actually directed towards you. <laughs> I, was say, I openly admit. I <laughs> no, don't that know. was that was. We can't talk about that person. By the way. Oh him. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't bring him up. I don't say anything. <laughs> I drive a jeep. Renegade. Douchebag. That's not a hipster thing. A no, but it makes you a douchebag. Why did you buy the jeep? Because it's a renegade. All right then. It's a renegade. <laughs> Uh, okay. so, so, on the topic of... Sorry, I'm cutting you off because I had stuff to talk about, and then you started defending yourself. Um, Don't. To talk about like the representation of our cultures, it, representation's good. Any form of representation, I think, is a positive movement toward the culture. Um, and, and Sean's right. It is the best time to be geek. Uh, you, you know, MCU, all these great things, Vox Machina, um, uh, games are being made in, in droves. It's okay to wear a, a comic book t-shirt out rather than getting sneered out and getting compliments, which is awesome. Um, and the my one thing is Big Bang Theory. Yes. And Big Bang Twitch, Theory Twitch. takes a lot of what it is to be geek culture and, frankly, I find it offensive. Um... Because they take 
basically four stereotypical geeks that everyone thinks of geek when you say the, the word and put them in the social situations and then they just reinforce those stereotypes where things are should be working to move and break out of those things. Like, if you look at geeks in Hollywood, they don't fit that trope. They don't look like Leonard or or Sheldon or they're them. not super neurotic and exactly yeah. I mean you the the geeks in Hollywood are Vin Diesel and yeah. uh, Will Wheaton which he may be the most stereotypical of them but he is still Abrams. not JJ yeah, Abrams, Abrams. Yeah. he's um, kind of a hipster though yeah even when you start getting outside like of him. of Hollywood um, there are musical artists that are full-blown geeks uh the well, not, Sweden... not the not the pop your bubble but the guys from clutch are huge geeks sure uh them Neil and Fallon you've D&D. got okay um, let it go power glove and you've like got skrillex and yes skrillex here, yeah. um even back when i was in middle school cisco was a dungeon dragons rapper like your series the thong song guy yeah oh okay yeah one of his other big songs was talk like was like gold dragon was about his dragon his dnd character gotcha but you've got like this great representation in Hollywood if you stop talking about and stop focusing on the stereotypes. <clears throat> the, only, the only defense, because I don't want this to be a one-sided thing against Big Bang Theory, because I do enjoy the show, is most of, those, most of those tropes aren't specific because they are geeks. It has to do what they take as their upbringing on most of the times of those things. And, and that's fine. I mean... Like, I'm not. It's not told because they're a geek. That's why they act like that. That's not exa- exactly what the show does, but they do play on it a lot. I do. But, agree but with the that. problem, though, is that like I had it happen in here when I was working. You weren't here that day. Um, a lady came in and she. It sounded to me like she had asked a question about something that was going on with the D and D table or whatever. So I went to answer her question and be like, "Oh, well, that's for that." And she, her immediate response was, "Well, okay, Sheldon." I hope you threw her out. Yes. <laughs> Not like, hey, you need to get out, but did you need anything else? Okay, cool. Well, thanks. Have a good day. And then I walked away. Like, oh, I thought like you like physically like picked her up. The windows Ooh, might have been big uh, enough to get her out. She wasn't small. Oh. So, um, <laughs> well, so like basically you have people, the, 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 the vast majority of people who don't interact with people that are like us, um, we're not, so for the most part, most of us aren't socially awkward human beings. So, yeah, it's the douche hipster, we know. So, she's a hands up, I don't care. So, so when, when there's a misunderstanding socially with a cue or something like that, people who don't know instantly jump into that stereotype, and that show makes it that way because those people aren't smart enough to realize it's, this is an individual, right. not a stereotype. I, I wouldn't say makes it that way, but well, definitely it, it reinforces it. And the same thing with the... Uh, we're okay. not going to give you uh, a high five. I, it's my fault. I brought this stuff, but we need to get back to board games. Okay. Yeah. There is one more point, though, that I think has to be made. Is okay. You have to go, if you go outside of entertainment and look at, at geeks and, and how they're perceived, uh, the fact that quote unquote geeky or nerdy shorthand is now used as a common lexicon as a reference point that people understand, people will ask Elon Musk. Do we have an actual Tony Stark now? And people understand what you're talking about. That tells you how ingrained quote-unquote nerd or geek culture has become. The fact that Tony Stark is a shorthand. He is a fantasy character. And he is now a shorthand to convey an understanding of a archetype of personality and achievement and neuroses in a way where you can have that conversation about an actual person. So I think that shows you kind of how far we are along. 
A- absolutely. I mean, ten years ago, before Iron Man, the first Iron Man came out, only like the hardcore geeks would understand that Tony Stark and Iron Man are the same person. Mm-hmm. And now you can use that in normal conversation. Everyone gets it. Mm-hmm. It is. It's it's incredible to see how much the gold, the culture is being uh, supported now. Okay. So board, board games. Game. Board games. It's my fault. I brought it up as always. I usually throw throw us off topic. The hipsters do that. Oh, son of a- <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I was gonna. I thought that was more of the douchebag half. But well, you know, pet right. Call me. Call me. Aren't they kind of the same? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Remember uh, when you were like, "Hey Tyler, you want to be on a podcast?" Yeah. How's that working out for you? All right. Um, so, is is there? So we talked about some of the problems with board game adaptations or child games or tabletop adaptations. Is there an, probably not? This isn't really a problem, I would assume, in tabletop games. But is there enough narrative or skeletal structure to maintain a movie? Or do you have to basically add so much that it's only in name? It depends on what you base it off of. So for something that's a little more basic... Um, Battleship. That's pretty much... That, that yeah. Bleh. Um, for something that's a little more Tic-tac-toe, basic... Tic-tac-toe, the movie. Right. right. <laughs> it's just people oh, like man. getting thrown in by a serial killer trying to... Yeah. Um, I was going to connect four, not you know, Tic-tac-toe. You know, Same game. You know Die Hard 3 was supposed to be Simon Says? Huh? Die Hard 3 was supposed to be Simon Says. That was the name before it became a Die Hard movie. It was that gonna, actually makes sense. Yeah, it was gonna be Simon. With that, that first half of the movie. Actually, every, since, since Die Hard two, every Die Hard movie was gonna be something else. Simon, uh, Die Hard three. That's the one where he has to do all the dang uh, little puzzles and stuff with uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Don't you start? I've never <laughs> seen that movie. Yeah, that was actually gonna be called. If, if you haven't seen it by now, that's shame on you. I've seen the movie. <laughs> I just like messing with you. So, so, so at the end of the French Connection, here's what happens. <laughs> I'm so, listening. <laughs> so, so basically, like, it depends on the source material that you use. Typically, for me personally, I want something, if you're going to make a movie out of a, a game of some kind, mm-hmm. I want to take something that has a deeper... Um, help me out. Lore? Deeper lore. Thank you. Gotcha. Deeper lore to uh, to pull from in order to create interesting stories instead of going, well, here's fucking tiddlywinks. Let's make a goddamn movie. That's, well, that's part you of my homework I mean? tonight. We're gonna, I'm going to name off some board games. We're going to get the whiteboard out and we're going to structure a movie. Oh, that good, because I've got one that I think is great. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> hang, hang on. Hold on to it. There was uh, way too much excitement in your eyes. No, like, I, I, I was, I was excited, when, when and then Daniel I was scared. When Daniel told me what the topic was, I'm like, yes, and I've been thinking about this. <laughs> but I think to, to go from the lore, you can write some backstory. If you want to take a game that has structure and urgency, I think those are the things you need, a, a defined sort of track where you're trying to achieve that builds in uh, – conflict which is drama and that'll move it forward so i think if you have a game that has those things uh that, that you could get something out of it and you could fill in some of the lore and the backstory right. it has to at least have something to it instead right. of just a basic like bleh type game yeah you can make very very simple games with very interesting lore like when we kind of <laughs> joked about Candyland, but Candyland's got some interesting lore behind it and when you start talking about simple games with really interesting lore abyss comes to mind mm-hmm. and not the james cameron movie but um the abyss board game um, that would be great is is, is fantastic it's about um these fish senators yeah. in atlantis and they are all these different 
anthropomorphized fish creatures like crab people and eel people and stuff like that and basically you are vying for political control of this council by bribing and uh, basically buying off senators um, to join your your political army and it's very simple it's a, basically it's a drafting game and set collecting and and matching numbers and colors and it's a very simple game to play but the lore is so interesting behind it and it could make for a really great movie game but, of thrones under the sea i'm in basically yes yep. you could do that well that's what the aquaman movie's gonna be yeah but DC makes it, so it won't be good. Yeah, no, that looks down. Well, no, I, the game that I want to make, and it's going to be my avenue to correct the horrible atrocity that was perpetrated upon one of my heroes from my childhood, Speed Racer, with that debacle of a movie that was uh, done. Uh, Formula Day, the board game. Yeah, okay. One of, one of the great board games because you can play it. It's one of those games, it's a literal a minute to learn, a lifetime to master. You can play it with a six-year-old because the rules aren't hard to understand. But as it becomes more nuanced, the game takes on an, an elevated complexity. But it, at its heart, it's a racing game. So now you can write the backstory. Mm -hmm. You can see the game come to life. And we know that society likes racing because you have competition, you have drama, you have conflict. And it, it takes you right toward the end. I mean, the, the Cars franchise is based on, on racing with your feelings, essentially. Yeah, and that's a, a oh, mega it's, franchise. It's racing with your feelings, explain that. Essentially, you've got Lightning McQueen who comes. Oh, the and, cars! Yeah, cars. You actually and, and okay, you know, so. you got to basically believe in yourself. To right, win. right, right. I got you. So I thought you were talking about So you, you, I'm but you can you. do a couple different things with that. But one of the great games, Formula Day, I think, available at our LGS here. Absolutely, I yes. Uh, yeah, pick that up and do yourself a favor. Okay. Yeah, that could be really interesting. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a modern um, Days of Thunder, almost. Yes, you could definitely do yes. that. Tom Cruise? Classic. Yeah. Put Tom Cruise back in it? I don't know about Tom Cruise. No. There's probably some new upcoming Tom actors that could probably use some screen Tom, time. Tom Holland? Too young. Need yeah, to want him in a couple young. more years. Tom, Tom Hardy. What is your heart on yeah. Tom? Hardy needs to... Uh, he's got a bunch of other stuff going on right now. Leave him alone. Okay. So, so let's let's talk... So, as as I always ask, what does it take to adapt? We, basically, we've answered most of the questions. You guys are big... I'm assuming you guys play Clicks a lot. We can't really use those because they're licensed characters. I know, I know Magic is licensed. We, we can't well. use licensed characters for our fantasy movie that we're not making. No. Okay. Uh, so so <laughs> how how would we adapt? Has a Magic movie ever been attempted? They've the, been talks of one the, for a while. They're actually working on one right they now. They are working on it. Yeah, now? Rosewater's okay. confirmed. Uh, Mark Rosewater, lead designer for actually, yeah, I got Magic that right. Gathering, is uh, they are working on it. They haven't announced anything. They haven't announced any trailers, but they is in any the works right now. Basic plot points: Is it going to be in the world, or is it going to be about the making of, oh, or what? Ro Rosewater said that it's going to be about the lore of the game. It's not lore going to be, of the game. It is not a documentary. About is he, the is he writing a, a, a piece, uh, a role for Roseanne Barr? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I would I would hope not. Okay. So like, I, if Roseanne Barr is Liliana Vess, I'm out. How would? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about the game. So how would we adapt? What are what are what is what's the structure of the story? Is there a story? In You're magic? talking about magic now and adapting it as a movie. Yes. Because to me, this is the elephant in the room for the magic players. Right. Yeah, well, because the this thing has been about talked magic, about for years, and it's how do you do it? Because what everybody wants to see is going to depend on what they want from a movie. This is, and you could really get together with this because you now have Hasbro, who owns Dungeons and Dragons, correct. and you could have this sort of Dungeons and Dragons feel again to a movie. But it's it's magic, and it's going to be 
magic. Very the, much the same, I think, when you look at some of the tropes. Right, and to answer the question that Adam had, uh, he was yes, there is a huge lore behind the, the game itself. Right. They, they write a new story to go with each set that comes out. So, so, we can so you easily... have things you can pull from for all of that. Well, so, okay, so if they, write, if they write a new lore with each set, it's, it's, we it's, can... a, it's a continuity. Oh, it's, it's not. A, it's yeah. not a set. It's a continuing. Yeah. Well, I was gonna yeah. say because we could just write our own story and they could release a movie edition set. Yeah, very much. What they're they're kind of doing right now is kind of uh, copying Marvel's idea of the continuous universe, but they're doing it. They've in, been doing in it for a while. Game form now. Yeah. yeah. Um, where you've got elements that we're getting payoffs just this year for story elements that were you know five, six, seven, and more years ago. Um, that they seeded in the storyline. They actually started this continuity line before the MCU started. Uh, I, I don't know the numbers, but I will take your word yeah. on that. So Disney, um, con- Disney, Disney literally just called me. I just got a text. Okay. And said, they called you or texted you, you liar. Which one? They called and said, hey, Lynch the text. They called and said, answer the text. <laughs> nice. And, uh, you got a text on your bag phone? That was impressive. I <laughs> See, I'm a hipster, man. I don't, use nope. no, I don't use normal phones. I got a bag phone. I got, you know, I got to like wind it. I got a military phone. Um, or a sat phone is one with the big thing. Um, anyway, I'm not your brother. I'm glad that you pantomimed that for the visual. For the visual, Triple H called. Okay. Okay. So they called. We're doing a magic game. We're all right, fucking hell. Yeah. We're doing a magic every Friday movie. even. We're doing a magic movie. Okay. okay. Yeah. Do we do Do we do an origin story? Is there even an origin yes. story? Yes. Do You'll no. Go. You could no. no well, they're not technically, but, but you could start with the first. I would. I wouldn't. Because you. No. I would say you guys. I would say magic has a massive following. Correct. Yes. Yeah. No. But, I think if you're gonna do the uh, do uh, the first magic movie, you do the formation of the Gatewatch. I think. Well, I think. You go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. You, you start with with in in card terms. You start with Battle for Zendikar. And you build in little bits of the lore to background for the five characters of the Gatewatch. And you have the fight with the Eldrazi, you have the Gatewatch, and you do that general story arc. Because that shows the formation of the Gatewatch, as well as you can build in important character elements of the five main characters. So we're doing the team movie first, and then the solo movie. It's, and, I'm and, sorry, Daniel. It's yeah. funny to me that you want to start with the set that Mark Rosewater just came out and said they messed up the most in the last ten years. Yeah, because oh, the lore is fantastic. Well, the no, set yeah. was rough. Yeah, that's that, and, and we're mixing gameplay and story when we talk about this. The only, but, yeah, the only problem I think doing this though is there is so much lore. It's going to be so hard to do aspects like who are these five people? Why are they here? Yeah, we you, do the basics of those, but there's so much. See, why are they fighting these guys? What I would start with is you pick one character to be your your lead character to bring the group in. Uh, Jace. You, you pick one. It may or may not be Jace. It'll probably be Jace. It'll probably be um, Jace. You, you, show, you show him get planeswalking for the first time, and then you cut way ahead to him meeting people. And then just going, hey, oh, there's a problem here. Let's do this. And you kind of like work your way towards the team forming. And then yeah. you see the big bat at the end, and that's what you know you're working towards as the, the the teaser for what's coming next, type of thing. Right. I mean, you had to put elements like that in. I'm not saying just start it off with where Battle for Zendikar starts at, but yeah, you start there, and then later on, then you do the Jay solo movie, the Nissa solo movie. Please, for the love of God, in a Johnny solo movie. And no, can we Nissa. just not do Nissa at all? No, no, sadly. We can do Garrick instead. Is there, 
Are there any game mechanics you can work into the like? Um, I know it's not a board game, but World of Warcraft, I believe, work worked in the top-down look of in, into the movie. Battleship had the actual calling out the launchy latitude. Clue had the ending game yeah. mechanic. Well, I mean, I guess that was. I think kind your of, best thing you could do to represent like a game mechanic would be uh, like at the start of a fight, watching like someone. Spent extra time channeling up. Yeah. To um, simulate uh, mana, yeah, mana abilities and generate stuff like that. Yeah. Mana. So they start small with the fights and they work their ways up towards the stronger stuff as they. I guess. So is, is, I think that'd be the best way to do it. I don't know yeah, how. Else I, I don't even it. know if it's necessary to be honest. You're just do, telling the lore. You don't have to work the actual game mechanics. No, that was no, kind no, of. No, if you were, if that was were, like a cheeky yeah. little thing we were doing. Yeah. Plus, I, I in the text, Disney it. said I had to do it. So. I, Oh, my or, hands are tied. Or instead of doing that, you just represent the summoning and Why? show them summoning creatures into battle. For, into battle to fight. Oh, for we've them. got the beautiful uh, ability to do AI now. So yeah, it would look fantastic. Yeah, if you did it right. Yeah, if you use the the AI stuff they use for Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. with uh, the CG stuff from World of Warcraft, well, that I, was the best CG I've seen in a while. And that time. that's like the big reveal for Liliana, like, oh no, I'm not going to join. Oh, Liliana's here, I'm here, and then just the undead army she raises to help fight the big bad. It's just like stuff like that. That's that, that that's your mid fight. Oh God, we're losing. Then she shows up. Is this what LARPing is? Is LARPing like live action magic? Play? No, no. LARP stands for live action role play. No, no, I, I know that, but okay. is it is it because that's what, I mean? Is it just doing what the cards are doing? Is that what LARPing? Is? LARPing no, is the LARPing more is Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. all right, okay, all right. Uh, okay, so we got that done. Who do we want to direct it? Well, who did the World Warcraft movie? Uh, David Bowie's son, Zowie Bowie. So serious his name or are you pulling Well, away? his real name's Duncan. His, his his maiden his real name's Zowie Bowie, but he goes by Duncan Jones. Right. Uh, so I I like the direction they did with. Sorry, it's just I believe you. It's just that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> David Bowie's son, remember? So uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the dude from Mallrats named his kid Pilot Navigator. Pilot Inspector. Oh, that's Lee. better. That's better. Marley named Marley uh, named his kid Ziggy. That's not that's not bad. Yeah, but you can do that when you're yeah, Robin Williams' daughter Zelda, so whatever. Bonus. Yeah. Okay, what about this? What There's about nothing this? wrong with that at all. I'm in the, I don't know anything about this, but I'm in the, what if we get Terrison Singh to direct it? He did uh, The Cell, he did Immortals. Um, no. No. Yeah, it'll be too artsy. I thought that's what, isn't that what magic is? Yeah, it Ma- is artsy, but it is, it, it's combat, it's, it's interaction, it's, Strategizing is not just yeah, what we're, are, are we talking I'm about. Doing. But are we talking about the game or are we talking about the lore? We have to separate the two. Which well, which which thing are we doing? I, like, I, if, if we do a, a magic movie and it's not an action-packed romp of fantasy from minute one to minute you know sixty minute one twenty, it's a fail. Yes. Yeah. To me, yeah, and that like I like those movies. But none of those scream like the the feel or attitude you want for a magic movie. Magic should feel like Infinity War feels. Magic should feel like um, World of Warcraft felt. It should feel the big and grandiose and epic. You don't think Tarsum Singh can do that? Who's the big epic guy? And maybe he has the ability to do so, but 
Duncan the, Jones wouldn't do that though. He wouldn't. He wouldn't go from. Because I believe, domestically, World of Warcraft was a fail, but yeah. but it, it was huge in Japan. Yeah, it's, it's a shame that it failed because the movie was actually really good, and and followed the lore fairly well too. So who's a good epic director? Peter Jackson. Okay. Peter Jackson. Could Would he do it do though? It. After two after two attempts at this world. Uh, maybe. Sty- uh, um, world? The Russos could do it. Um, They're tied up in Disney for probably the next five years. But Disney just it's, texted you. And yeah, yeah. if it's it. a Disney movie, then mm-hmm. we've got Disney resources. Good point, good point. Um, Back yourself into a corner there. Disney no, no, let's get the dude that directed oh, Mary Poppins. Oh, uh, Wachowski Brothers could probably do it? No. Uh, well, first no. of all... Not the Wachowski sisters. Then they're not brothers. They're sisters. Oh, okay. My bad. With they Wachowski ruined sisters. Speed Racer. They're still <laughs> yeah. in the doghouse. He's a little... He's a little uh, still salty about that. But for, okay, getting and, off topic. And also, they haven't made a good movie since the first Matrix. It, no. Eh, no. But you can get that feel. They, like, produ- they the produce Matrix, really good Matrix movies. Matrix 2 and 3, whether they were good or not, had that big and epic feel through the entire mm-hmm. movie. Both, both ways. Was yeah. it... Not getting off topic. What didn't you like about Speed Racer? Just too much to look at. It was like overwhelming. Well, and it was it was too fast and loose. It was more of a this is where the current visual effects technology is showcased than it was about the Speed Racer universe character development. Any of those things. Uh, I mean, John Goodman was in it, so maybe we have to cast him in the magic movie too. If Roseanne Barr is going to be. I'll put him in as Karn. John, John Goodman, Goodman is hard. Uh, <laughs> follow up. It's him or Ving Rhames. That's the only options we have. No. I, I kind of like John Goodman as Karn, to be honest. <laughs> Spray paint him silver. You're if good we and if we don't get Idris Elba as Teferi, I quit. He might cost too much. Follow up. To hey, they already put him on the speed. thing. Look. <laughs> so follow up, Speed Racer. Why don't you like Clutch? Stop. No. First of all, <laughs> shit. Speed knew how to use the clutch. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So we got the magic game. Uh, the movie, magic movie. Uh, I know we talked about non Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeons and Dragons game. Dungeons and Dragons, the movie with Marlon Wayans, and I don't remember who the other guy. That one was pretty bad. Was it? Was it bad? As, the a, first, as a game, yeah. The first one was bad. The sequel was way better. And okay. I don't say that often. I didn't. I don't think I saw. So how they do it? Yeah. What's what? That? What? What did they pull from the? What? What did they do better pulling from the actual mechanics of the game? That, so, that so. So. The first one, Dungeons and Dragons, was fantasy man-on-man combat. There was very little actual magic. There was no fantasy creatures. There was no magic items other than the one uh, MacGuffin staff that they wanted for the guy. It was just dudes hitting each other with swords through the entire thing, and the labyrinth didn't even have a damn minotaur in it. Um, It was all bullshit. Yeah, it was it was terrible. <laughs> it, they tried to make Dungeons and Dragons a generic fantasy movie, and they didn't get any of the elements right. Okay. In the second one, they actually grabbed the element of exploration. You had, granted, poorly CGI movie because it was the sequel and went it straight went, to DVD. Yes. But it was poorly CGI. But they still fought monsters. You had other people besides humans in the. You had elves. You had dwarves. The halfling thief was fantastic. And they had magic items. They had gadgets and gears. And one of my favorite lines in movies, not not just these movies, but one of my favorite lines in all movies, the halfling thief walks up to this illusion, or this, uh, I think it's a trap he's trying to work on, and the, the, everyone's like, oh, can you can you do this, can you do this? And he, and he looks through a crystal, which is a gem of scene, and can see the solution to the problem, and he fixes it. 
and everyone's like, oh, how did you do it? It's like, oh, a halfling trick. And and not bother explaining, he's got this little bobble that let him do it. And it's such a great... The, the, the Dungeon of Dragons, Wrath of Dragons was fantastic as a Dungeon of Dragons movie when you compare it to the other and one. And Daniel, I think when you get into to D&D movies, if you're going to write one from whole cloth, then it's so overwhelming. It's such a big universe and, and imagination to get your arms around. There's been so much good fiction already written with that yeah. in mind. I think you'd be better off taking up one of the book series. You can go that route. Can we just make Dragonlance? I was gonna that's yeah. my, that's where you start. Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman knocked this out of the park in the eighties with Dragonlance. Yeah. It yeah. gives you three books now I'm sad because if I don't get a movie about Raceland, I'm flipping my yeah. shit. And he's a great <laughs> character, somebody who who really takes that journey from sort of misunderstood and out the, almost Jace like, and, yeah. and then you know moves off in a more interesting direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll feel different than Lord of the Rings, even though the books are set up in a in a similar, similar trilogy yeah. installment. So that doesn't mean something's an adaptation just because they did three books. Yeah, right. absolutely. I think you can definitely do that. You've got Brothers that. War and you've got all The whole Brothers thing, thing yeah. would be fantastic. Yeah. That's I, another good magic movie, too, The Brothers War. War. That yeah. would be great. Urza and Mishra? Hell oh, yeah. Yeah, I would watch that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I love Dragonlance. I would love to see that. I would love to see uh, the, the, the series yes. um, made into movies. But Dungeons & Dragons, the concept's so flexible. You could do anything with it. Like, um, uh, they made a, there was a fantastic comedy called Dorkness Rising which is all about a D&D group playing Dungeons & Dragons, and it is the best Dungeons & Dragons movie ever. And it is just so flexible. They grab the feeling, and you could do anything with Dungeons & Dragons as long as you make it Dungeons & Dragons. And the first Dungeons & Dragons movie didn't. So, in the second one, is it... I mean, that's a... I don't know jack shit about Dungeons & Dragons. That's a Dungeons & Dragons table. Yes. Yeah. No, okay. So... The only thing I know, you got one person that's in charge of creating the story, correct? God. Yep. So dungeon master. When they when they did the movie, did they incorporate any of that, or was it just like, here's your fantasy world? It, the first one was very generic fantasy. The second one still didn't really grab any of the uh, um, that that kind of play elements, but they at least did this. Um, they still respected the feeling and some of the, the mechanics with like the, the gadgets and the the classes did things that you expect classes to do. The thief disarmed traps, the wizard cast spells, the cleric healed people, that kind of thing. Um, the one the one missed opportunity I feel like in every D and D movie ever is you know, big climax, bad guy defeated, and then in every movie they go cut to credits. And what they should do is Cut and to a table. To a table. People playing their game. People playing D and D, and the DM. So amazing. Yeah, the DM closes it out with you've defeated the wizard and saved the universe. Blah 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 blah. Now roll credits. That's so it. you you end it, you end like you the end episode it. of uh, New Heart or whatever when he wakes up from the dream from being in the other <clears> show. Is that what it was? Yes. Yeah. Yes. My so it's that style of thing, but it's just the DM going, good, "Good session, guys. I'll see you next week or whatever." Absolutely. And, That's how yeah. you end a D and D movie, and you and, could even tie it into the next one. Join us when they level up, and you have the next sort of or, movie. Or yeah, D&D 2, like, time to level up is yeah. the thing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. let the lieutenant get away, and he's a mass, uh, big bad's army. You need to finish the job. Now, could you do it like this, where you start off, like, with your table as your main setting, 
and then like you transition like the dungeon master's talking and then like the you scene you do like a zoom into the table where, where the like figurines the scene, are set up or where like the scene that's changes that's exactly what I thought too. where yeah. like it turns into that world and then you know they get to a point where I don't know like don't, like I said I don't jack shit about Dungeons and Dragons like don't you have to like you come to a problem like you have to roll a set number sometimes yeah. you'll roll dice for things like yeah. could you like transition back and forth or I would that you, not you, make a good you could I yeah, think if you're going to do that, what I'd like to see is the in-game characters are animated, and then when you pull back into the real world, you have the physical humans there. Yeah, that way it's more a separation yes. between real and... For, yeah. so for the casual viewer, it's an easy visual clue that you're moving between the fantasy game on display in motion and those who are the puppet masters sitting at the table. Because I figured right. that yeah, way... I think that would be fantastic. And that's actually a, kind of one of the elements that Dorkmas Rising does, is you transition from in-table to in-game, back to table, and back and forth. My thought was, you know, you've got this guy in the animated world, and he's got to fix this problem, so you know that the stakes are high for him, and then if you cut back to his real-world counterpart, and if they could show some way that, you know... The stakes are just as high. You know, they're in the same place, but they're not physically facing the same things. I guess. I'd... Yeah, that would be an interesting. Uh, does show kind of like a like a parallel between the two? Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be an interesting way to do that. Um, I think that would require a lot of a lot of really intelligent writing to do that. But if you got a good enough writer on board, I could definitely see that working. Not you. No, I'm just uh, I'm just a moderator. Okay. Okay, so, I got another text from Disney. They want to create a Parker Brothers Milton Bradley universe. Okay? So I got a list of games. Rapid yeah, a PBM Beast CU? Well, no, Parker Brothers <laughs> universe, Milton Bradley universe. Okay. We're so, not combining the two. No. So I got, I got my whiteboard. Okay? We need to really invest in that. Rapid fire, rapid fire. Here we go. This is, this is straight from the text. Scrabble. Uh, uh, one man's struggle with dyslexia. No, I thought. Next. Next. Okay. Next. Right. Like you said rapid fire. Let's go. No, no, the I, last I, I, reason I got it. I got it. It's, dictionary. It's, a, it's, a, it's a bomb disarming movie, and the combination is a jumble of words. And then the combination is in your pile, but you got to get the right word out of your pile to disarm the bombs. Uh. That or, oh, it could be code breaking. Right. Or, or hacking. Well, I was thinking more along the lines of what was the, uh, the Batman story arc with uh, Holiday, with the Holiday Killer in it. Yeah. Where he left long the, Halloween. Where he left the Hangman notes, but uh-huh. instead you Scrabble. No, I mean, take out Batman, make it like a hard boiled detective. I suppose you could do that too. Yeah. I like that. You're about to go. I like Daniel's first one. Yeah. All right. Uh, Monopoly. Fire. Mon- Monopoly. Political drama. Political drama. Yeah, yeah. Political oh, we did drama. that one. Set in the 20s. Uh, historical yeah. documentary. Of Monopoly? Yes. So I'll get like, to it later. Set in like the... Uh, the 20s. 20s? No. The uh, teens. Uh, set then you win, World War era. And then you find out it's right before the market clo- the market crashes and like you're just depressed. Yep. Does someone have a monocle yeah. in the movie? You have to have someone yeah. with a monocle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's uh, just Mr. Peanut. Okay. Uh, Settlers of Catan. Catan. That could be a political style Game of Thrones mode go. I'm in. Done. Net- Netflix series? 
Netflix series. That could be you could do it Netflix style. I mean, the big thing is the setting, and you got to make the. Uh, What's the setting? Uh, is it not seventeen seventies? Somewhere I think so. in there. Seventeen seventies. Yeah. Okay. So it could be basically a version of. We're shooting in Iceland. Iceland work. Iceland probably work. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. Just long, slow, single camera pullouts of somebody trading bricks for something else in order to get something done. <laughs> yeah, the, the movie of sheep for bricks. bricks. Uh, operation. Uh, Medical drama. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's real easy. Yeah. That one you do it with... Uh, so the whole thing's set in one operating room. There's no changes at all. But somebody put a bomb in somebody. Yes, and you I have was to thinking get it out. speed in a dude. Speed in a dude. That's yes. what I was thinking. Exactly. Wow. Boy, that is not where I thought <laughs> no. that statement was going. And that's also a, any night that starts with a Y for Adam. The speed in that dude. Any night that starts with a Y. Exactly. Uh, I gave you a... Uh, yeah. uh, if Hugh Laurie's uh, not in that movie, I would be very oh, disappointed. Please. He should yeah. be at the very end where he's just like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Calls it at the very end. Time of death, three thirty. Limps in. Just. What about uh, Cootie? What's Cootie? Is that the one with the like, caterpillar? Oh thing? yeah, the like, caterpillar things you build in the sub. I didn't even know it was a game. I just thought it was like building blocks. Kaiju movie done. It's Next, not, yeah, yeah, that was like Starship <laughs> the, Super the, the cutest kaiju ever. Yes. Oh, we're going, we're going like Teen Titans Go type type. Yes. So it's animated. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. He says ants in the pants. I'm so calling rom- rom-com with an STD. Okay, ants in the pants. Rom-com with an STD. <laughs> okay. That was easy. Uh, mousetrap. You ready for mousetrap? Actually, rom-com with an STD. Actually, mouse. <laughs> mousetrap. Mousetrap. What's my next? Mousetrap's next. Spy drama. It's a Saw sequel. Next. Really? I was thinking more like it's an, Saw. It's Saw. I was thinking like, of an animated flick like the the mouse that could cooked. Ratatouille. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they were trying to kill him. They did that. They were they trying did, to kill him. In they part did of that. that. I've never seen it. Oh, it's great! You oh. need to watch it. Okay, right. it's, it's a saw movie. It's like a rat trap. Yeah, oh, mouse yeah. trap. Mouse trap. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a saw movie. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's the only way that can be done. Does anyone? It, not really, but it's the best way to do it. Okay, we're the hour thirteen mark. So, boop, boop, boop. Does, anyone, does anyone got any board games they want to talk about? Any? Any movies they want to... Tr- oh, go ahead. Yes, yes I do. Okay, okay. so okay. get on board for this. If there's okay. one board game that I think is ready right now in its structure, and it also gives you some pre-made characters, and it will allow you to fix the one deficiency of an otherwise great board game, oh, Talisman boy. makes into a great movie, oh, almost okay. right out of the box. Uh, wait, what do you think? Yeah, you absolutely. No, I was expecting for something real deep. Oh. You, said, yeah, you, expect- said, you said all aboard, right? <laughs> Choo-choo. I'm fucking in. That sounds fantastic. You could get either. Talisman almost right out of the box. You, you have um, the troll. You have the fighter. You have these characters that have little abilities as you start the game, and then it's a race to grab the crown in the center of the board. The board forces you to progress in order to move on, and it becomes more difficult as you reach the it's center. It's like a mad, mad world with mystical creatures. Only it's kind of set in, in that fantasy trope realm, okay. like, like a D&D. But it, it fixes the one problem with the game where you go through all of this strategizing and picking up this equipment and dropping it and getting that. And then to win the game, you get to the center and you roll a die and see if it comes up odd or even. Like, it's, it's the, that's not exactly how it ends. <laughs> it's basically, it's like, it's build up, build up, build up. There's all this tension. Yeah. You get there and it's like, fuck it. <laughs> I rolled three dice. I won. It, it, it's, right. it's the only thing in my mind that keeps it from being at you know a Hall of Fame board game, and it might be. I might yeah. be in trouble for saying that. Right. But it, they, they just it came so close 
uh, to being great. And just right at the end, there was like that one thing missing in my mind. So and yeah. is that the one too when you get to a certain point, the board flips open? Yes. And if somebody's on the you other side, that. they get something. Oh no, that's to key to the kingdom. Key to the kingdom. That's the game. Yeah, that, you can also come out yeah. with add-on packs for talisman, like the dungeon, where it actually yeah. builds the board out further, and then you have layers in the board, and it almost looks like sort of a. Uh, Dante's Nine Hells progression, and you could okay. work that in where you have this sort of layering effect too. So I think Talisman, right out of the box, makes a great premise. You have the drive toward the crown. You have the competition in the characters. You have characters with different ethnicities, genders, skill sets, sort of all ready to go right out of the box, and you understand kind of what they're after. Yeah, yeah, I'm 100% into that. That sounds fantastic. I'd watch that yeah. movie all day. Yeah. You've got your archetypes filled up, you've got your drama building, and then you've got your middle finger to the audience at the end when they just see the dice roll, and then, you, then the movie just ends and That's gets the, the cutaway. And you don't know if they won or not. I'm in. Okay. Uh, anyone else? Bort? Yes. Historical Monopoly movie. I read I read something. You're, you're I, just I, like, that was a dog of the bone, man. Oh, it is so interesting, though. And I want to see a movie about this because it surprised me. During World War II... Uh, apparently, the army would they would send donations to concentra- to concentration camps for prisoners of war, okay. and they'd send copies of Monopoly. Well, some of them regular copies of Monopoly, and others were actually hidden in the boards. Were actually maps of try of ways of maps out of uh, enemy territory to escape plans. Uh, if you can go here, you might be safe and stuff like that. But they just mix that in there. If you go to the boardwalk, you'll be safe. That you might have a historical documentary using a something simple like a child's game to help somebody out of a situation. So that's how your Monopoly movie is going to be? No, this is what really. I know, but I know, but are you are you just saying that for a cool factor, or is that how you want your Monopoly? That's movie? what I want my Monopoly movie. It's going to be historical, okay. and it's going to be, and you have little snippets like uh, I'm going to try and get back to the boardwalk or something like. You have your little nods to the game okay. worked in there. That's really so, interesting. I didn't know that. So it's not so much a game movie as it is a movie that has some stuff about the game in it well, as it, part of the... Yeah, you combine like the two like more on deeper about. level. Yeah. Like you say it's based on a true story. Just making sure I understand Because it, it is, but then you do your classic Hollywood stuff and add on to that. Okay. What's the what's the tabletop game with the, the mech suits? I love I love mech suits. Well, I, I hate I Avatar, love. but I love mech suits. Battle Boxers? Is that like the Warhammer 4000 game or whatever? Yeah, like like you got to be way more specific than that. Oh, is there a lot of them? I don't know. I yeah, yeah, like like the ones we play on these tables over there. Yeah. I pointed to some place in the, uh, yeah, like Warhammer 40k. Yeah, like that could be like they've done a few animated movies on them. They've been pretty decent. Uh, Warhammer 40k has got tons of lore to pull from. Does anyone watch the old cartoon? I um, want a Blood Bowl movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd watch Blood Bowl. Oh, Blood Bowl. <laughs> So so Blood Bowl is literal fantasy football. It is fantasy creatures like elves and orcs and dwarves playing football. And it plays more like rugby, but it's like, you know, the orc will hit a human and then kill him in the block. And everyone's just like, oh, well, time for a new player. Well, that could be like a cool, like, Netflix short or something. Do like a bright movie. Oh, yeah. It's called. Yeah, I like oh, was that a hipster thing? I oh, like the Will Smith. Yeah. Oh, dude. See, only a hipster would just think everything's a hipster thing. Uh, it's not all about you. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, Bright was pretty good. I really like Bright. Mm. That was the closest thing we'll ever get to a Shadowrun movie. Is that is that a D and D non non D and D and D movie? Closer to Shadowrun, but yeah. What about uh, what about Rain of Fire? Would that be? I like Rain of Fire. I don't know what that is. Rain of Fire was fine. That was Matthew McConaughey as the leader of the Irregulars. They go over Christian Bale mm-hmm. uh, has the group that's still in somewhere in in England. And they have to get into London and kill the boss dragon, essentially. So is that a non-D&D, D&D movie? Yeah, I, w- I would classify that as, uh-huh. as it had some of those elements in it. Uh, okay. Maybe one of Matthew McConaughey's better performances, actually. Looks great, bald, bald, He's beard. yoked in that oh movie. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. He, was, he yeah. has, like, 1% body fat. He was pre-Triple H before Triple H with the bald head and long beard. Yeah, he looked solid. I love the wrestling reference in there. Oh, somewhere. yeah. It's not a podcast with Adam without it. That's our fault. Yeah, it is your fault. Well, he, like, he, he's we like, create, uh, what is wrestling? And then he saw WrestleMania with uh, Daniel, myself, and... These two. Spider <laughs> <laughs> and Kyle. Yeah, we're just... We're the better part of this exactly. cast, anyway. You, you were invited, but you didn't show up. For... No. <laughs> I mean, that, that's half of my life is not showing up. Oh. So. Yeah, it just and then like, ever since then, that's all he's about is just like, or you see that match, you just see that match, and it's like, it's, I'm glad he's excited for it. Don't get me wrong, it's just like really one, one, one. I used show to watch wrestling. Book. I used to watch wrestling back. Yeah, in the but era. you so like yeah what back in the day, but now you're just bam. Oh, God. Okay. Well, you show up in your Stone Cold T-shirt. <laughs> I was never a Stone Cold fan. I was like a gold dust fan. So now he's in the. You're the, oh fan. my god! Was... <sighs> what? It's okay. And Breathe. What? I'm Breathe. twitching and I'm gonna have an aneurysm. That was the most hipster thing you've said all fucking. Why? Like, Cause I like gold dust. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you see the Royal Rumble where his suit, his like, see? suit, like exploded? Yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, he wants to say keep right. on talking and then bam. All right, all right, okay, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, so let's move on to tonight's uh, post-podcast trivia. Since its creation, how many Monopoly sets have been sold? 69. Billion. Billion. <laughs> 250 million. All right. How many possible moves in chest? Chest. Chest. How chest. many possible moves are there in chest? Yeah. It's in the millions, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It's a lot. It's. Uh, oh, yeah, it's in the trillions. It's in the quintillions? Okay, I don't. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know anything past the quintillion. Chess is infinite. There are 400 different positions after each player makes one move. There are 72,084 positions after two moves. Nine plus million positions after three moves pieces, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. To to an exceedingly large amount that is is un, unquantifiable. Yep. Okay. Uh, I I I don't know. What. No, I was I was thinking. Okay, he's talking total positions throughout a game, like in any one game state. Okay, there's only so many moves that could be made on the board. Right. My next trivia question. Now you know how trivia questions work around here. They're not quite what you're looking for. Mostly so he can talk and hear himself talk. We'll call you back for a what's in the box episode. You'll really hate me. Oh, the what's in the box episodes are. (sighs) You do have to come back for that. (laughs) Is this like in Lord of the Rings where Gollum has to guess what's in Bilbo's pocket? No, it's more. Yeah, okay. Guess what? (laughs) Guess what Adam's thinking? Uh, Okay. Basically, you get the right answer and then just throw it away because. (laughs) 
<laughs> because uh, the question's worded so poorly that you were never going to get it in the first place. Um, That's how this works. So, I'm gonna, I, I, I looked up some tabletop game terminology. Oh, this ought to be interesting. Oh, I yeah. apologize if this is really generic stuff or like just obscure crap. But so here we go. Uh, crib sheet. What is a crib sheet? Like a character sheet? Uh, I don't know. Let me look it up. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, you have this? <laughs> it's right here. Okay. What, what do you think it is? I it's, I don't think it's a character sheet. I don't know what it is though. A crib sheet or reference card is a concise set of notes used for quick reference. Yeah. It provides the player okay. with short... It's just the definition of crib. Shorthand okay. version of notes, yeah. All right. Uh, what What does the abbreviation NFG mean? No fucking good. No, NG... Oh, I said it backwards. It's NGF. I should star in that uh, Scrabble movie about... <laughs> <laughs> uh, NGF? NGF. I no, no idea. good fucks. Uh, non-gaming friend. Nobody says Are you that. Doing that. I don't have any gaming abbreviations. <laughs> no, it says tabletop games. I, I've heard that, but what, I don't have any. What are you using it. now? Uh, I didn't reference it this time. Okay, uh, next one. You didn't cite your sources. Not this one. F. Uh, the Supernatural Wiki. Yeah. <laughs> Turtling. Turtling. Oh, oh, to set up defensively yeah. and not make a move towards your opponent. Yeah, basically. it's a defensive Synonym. Play. Pillow fort. Pillow fort. Yeah, also. Pillow fort. Yep. <laughs> like, like I'm a fan of that maybe? one. Huh? Cherry picking a little bit. No. no? Okay. Cherry picking is totally different. Okay. Turtling uh, is actually very. It's uh, a very defensive. Yeah, maneuver. you basically just set up an entire defense as your only strategy. It, so people don't like it when they do that. Well, it can be usually, frustrating to play against because. Yeah. You, you like most games are offense based, so when you play defense based, like you usually trump the offense in a lot of ways. And the if anyone's a world do. soccer fan with the World Cup coming up this summer, this is how the Italians play. They play what they call park the bus or turtle up. They play eleven, all eleven players on defense, and then use short counter attacks to try and score. So they're a very frustrating team to play against yep. because they play defensively the whole time. All right. uh, last one, rules lawyer. <laughs> uh, oh, I got a good you got one. Magic players. I got here. a good yeah. one. Okay, yeah. rules yeah. lawyer. Th- that's someone who uh, looks for every corner case in the rules to bend the rules and use them towards their advantage. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it also could be used in a positive sense. No, never. No. It's never. That's positive. what it says here. They're never. Wrong. A rules okay. lawyer is written by a lawyer. Th- 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 yeah. yeah. There, there, there are people who know the rules, and those are positive people. Rules lawyers are always bad. That is always a pejorative in gaming. Unless your profession is a lawyer and you know the rules, and then you're okay. Sorry, Brad. <laughs> a rule lawyer is, like they said, always... A scummy getting, human being. Yeah. Getting to yeah. the very point where they'll debate anything if it gives them the slight advantage in a situation. Yeah, they're also the, are the gaming version of the well-actually guy. Okay. Like you'll like, and especially if you're I the like storyteller it. in D and D, like okay, do this thing. Well, actually, the rule is you do this. I don't give a shit. I told you to do this. Now you're talking about stereotypes. You did the stereotypical nerd thing right there. Well, that's yeah, a rules lawyer. You push up your glasses. I did. Yeah. Okay, I don't see whether it's a stereotype. I, I have to do that because my glasses keep coming. Down. Yeah, my I, <laughs> I have such greasy face that my glasses like slide off. Just <laughs> greasy. It's all the hipster face wash. I don't the use hair face wash. <laughs> It's all your hair gel. fucking patchouli oil. Patchouli <laughs> oil. Some of them. We have a guest. Why is your hair shiny? We have a guest. Why is your hair shiny? <laughs> I'm a greasy person. <laughs> I apologize.
apologize for... This is fantastic. <laughs> We're good. By the way, his hair spiked. You didn't say nothing about our guest's it's hair. Not, it's not shiny. shiny. You're, uh, I'm getting, I have Mine's to quaffed. move my hand because the light... I took a shower before I came. He's was a I welder. Not to do that? Yeah. Not no one else did. did. Like, yeah, bright lighting two showers don't affect me nowadays. I had to. Two showers a day. Uh, okay, on to the news. After that hurtful comment. <laughs> okay, so he's a, he's hurt by that and not the 15 other hipster comps throughout the night. No, I'll tell you the two things that hurt me the most. The hair comment, you don't mess with the hair. The, the other comment that hurt me. You don't even have good hair. I know I don't. And, and then the second comment is the, the I hate Japanese people comment. That was no, 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 no. way out of context. Not just the Japanese. All the, the Asians. All the Asians. That was taken way out of context. Not really. I'm pretty sure we can go back in a podcast and actually get like it's really Asian. If you knew how to edit, we could just edit your line in right here. Yeah, kill all the Asians. No, yeah. here's what my line was. Yeah, they better not kill that dog. I'd rather them kill all the Asians. That's exactly You're a yes. fucking racist. That's exactly how no. that went. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the? Meg? I got cousins who are Korean, so you're on dangerous ground. No, have you seen? <laughs> have you seen the Meg trailer for the Megalodon Shark movie with Wait. Jason Statham? Okay. Yeah. Okay, there's a scene, a wedding party, who happens to be of all Asian heritage. Okay, I don't know if they're Asian American, they're all Asian heritage. Okay, they have a little, they have a little Yorkshire Terrier, okay? They're on a boat. The York, the, the, after, the we, after the wedding, they all jump into the ocean, and then the Yorkshire Terrier jumps in with them and starts swimming off from the group. You see the Megalodon uh, breach the water, and I hate when do- something happens to dogs, so I said... I hope nothing happens to that dog. Kill all the Asians. Meaning that group of people, because they're all Asian. Well, he's never coming back. It, you know, what happened to the, you, you sacrifice the few for the many. For you. you know, if they lived, they were going to eat the dog anyway, right? Now, how is that okay? How is that okay? <laughs> it's okay because he has Korean relatives. <laughs> he my, knows a guy. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. My mom is one quarter Asian. Okay, so you're counting quarters and percentages. But Tyler's not? No, we're adopted. Um, you're both adopted? Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, it was the reverse, where, you know, an Asian person adopts a white baby. Oh, okay. We're um, all going to hell. Back oh on topic. Trivia, trivia. Hey, you three are. <laughs> you guys are like adoption hipsters. Yeah. Oh, the other one. <laughs> uh, I would say it's from Perth, but oops. Anyway. Uh, okay, moving on to the news. We're, we're going to do... Just bypassing all the racist shit we just said. We're doing... An you event, guys, I didn't say shit. We're doing an Avengers <laughs> Infinity War review podcast. But for the news, it Avengers, Avengers Infinity War surpasses the $1 billion mark in 11 days. Boom. It's now the number one movie. Uh, it, bra- it broke the old record of Star Wars Force Awakens that did it in 12 days. It's a good movie. It, was yeah, a, it is a good movie. One of the few movies that has the distinction to be seen it twice in theaters. Right, well, we'll talk about that on. Okay. Uh, we will. Yes. I'm All right. Uh, the, the other uh, bit of news that proves I'm not a hipster. Uh, in Lies. The, the Masters of the U- There's been leaked plot points of the Masters of the Universe movie. Ooh. Okay. So they've changed it. In the last Masters of the Universe movie, they went to Earth. Uh, this one, uh, Keldor and Adam were brothers. King okay. Randor had two sons. King Randor is an ancestor of the Skulls, And supposedly in the script, the leaked script by Goyer, there's no mention of He-Man. It's just Adam getting a ragtag group of uh, team t- together. 
Yeah, no, that's what I thought. I don't know, I'm kind of into it. I want to see the CGI for Man with Many Faces or Sergeant at Arms or whatever the name where he spun around the face. Many Faces, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Faces, yeah. I want to see I'm into that. I want to see Battle Have Cat. you seen yeah. the concept art for it? <laughs> no. There's concept art for where it's like he doesn't have the helmet. Is He-Man kind of like a jacked guy with like a lot of muscles? No, no, there was no concept art for He-Man. Oh. I don't think, was there? No, Many Faces was I mean, like, you need was just like a was my random point. face. He's <laughs> a big dude. I was trying yeah. so hard not to just Man. die. I wanted to help him sell it a little bit. Yeah, uh, okay, uh, backlashes tonight. Yeah. Any predictions? We have Bailey versus Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot wins. Okay, yeah. AJ Styles versus uh, Nakamura. AJ. AJ wins. We talking about? Oh, we're gonna see a nut shot. Oh, easy. No, it, it, not in this one. Oh yeah. It, no, it's, it's every no, time they've been. Oh, together, it's no DQ. Yeah, yeah it's no DQ yeah. match. Yeah. Actually, AJ's testicles have been boxed actually, so many times in the last two weeks. I'm calling Shinsuke for this one. AJ. Okay. I want AJ to win, but I think Shinsuke might do it this time. Seth freaking Rollins versus The Miz. Uh, Seth. Seth wins. Okay. Hardy versus Orton. Uh, Hardy, Hardy wins. Hardy. Uh, Nia Jax versus The Bliss. Nia will win. I want uh, Bliss to win. I though. want Bliss to win too. She's much better. Carmella versus Flair. Carmella wins. Carmella. Is she is it is she finally cashing in? Yep, she cashed in two weeks ago. Yep. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe. Joe wins. I want Joe to win. Don't fucking let Roman do it. Okay. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass. Daniel Bryan. What's, Cass, what's that match about? What, Cass, what are those two guys? Cass, they started it out of nowhere because Cass came back and oh. picked on the smallest guy he could find. Okay. Um, Cass wins. Okay. That's my prediction for that one. All right. Uh, Strowman, Lashley versus Owens and Zayn. Strowman, Strowman Lashley. Oh, no is that the one that uh, took the kid as <coughs> yes, his partner? Yeah. Tag team partner? So now he actually has a real partner, though? It's a... just, just for this one-time thing. Well, they've teamed like three or four times now. In the last if they make weeks. them a tag team, I'm flipping my shit. Well, they looks like they're making them a tag team. Because it's a waste. Yeah, because Lashley came up to assist Roman, and then Strowman came up to assist Lashley. And it's who's going to fall underneath the ring this, this time? Nobody. You don't think anyone's going oh, to? That was such Titus a Titus isn't on the show. It's fine. Okay. So fantastic. How much crap... Uh, do you think those like the bass, the bag, the people backstage just like flip their shit? The, yes. Vince McMahon lost his shit. That's why they replayed it so many times because he was laughing his ass off and he wanted to keep watching it. That's why they kept doing a replay of it. And also, when Titus came back, McMahon is still laughing, shakes his hand and claps him on the back and just is laughing the entire time. If I was Titus and I finally got eliminated, I was like, I don't want to go into backstage. I was like, I, I, I would. <laughs> I, I, I imagine he's there. still getting shit for that now. Did, like, they already, not not in a bad way, but like just giving him. Didn't they yeah. already work it into an NXT match where there was a tag team match and they had Titus go to pretend like he's going to do interference and he jumped up on the apron and he like slipped and fell. Yeah. And everyone started laughing yeah. and that I, was used as a distraction. Yeah, I don't think it was NXT, but it was yeah, they, oh, they, uh, that was a distraction. Oh. Yep. All right. Um, anyone talk about news? Any more news? No, I think we pretty much nailed all the important points. All right, Unless yeah. anybody's got anything special. The hipster might. Uh, before I go to birthdays. The dude that played Toxic Avenger in Part 2 died. Oh, no. Yeah, you know away. his name? Uh, no. Um, Good research. Yeah, thank Proud you. Of you. Uh, someone else died, too. A lot of people died. No. Uh, a lot of people die every single day. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's getting dark, Cody. Uh, I'm just saying. No, so, uh, We're all dying on the inside. God, who the hell Let me alone in my room so I can listen to My Chemical Romance, Mom. <laughs> you like My Chemical Romance? I, I, I listen to all forms of music. I don't know who it's by. 
I like their uh, their cover of yes. Bob Dylan's Desintetary Row. How do you pronounce that? Desolation Row. Yeah, good song. I was, like, Bob te- I was like teenager. Did you just call it, try to call it Dysentery Row? Dysentery Row. Okay, just no, I was confusing Blink's song Dysentery Gary. Uh, Dysentery Row, Marinara Trench. It's the Supernatural Wiki. Yeah. What else do we have? Kill All Asians. Kill All, Kill the, all Asians. the Asians. Okay. Mark Millar. Mark which, Millar. Which that is, was the first one. Which that is was. bullshit, because I proved that that's right. Ish. Yeah, you're talking. Nobody listens. Uh, what else do we got? That uh, that's the main ones. Sp- Eeyore. Eeyore intro. Pacific. With how he says. Pacific Atlantic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which we got Cody on tonight, too. That's about Tally-ho. it. Tally-ho! Tally-ho! No, no, you all started that. I yeah, that's because, yeah, because you were... You were finger-waving when you got to move <laughs> on to the next thing. I've been very... I've been very... Uh, His jazz hands? I was keeping... Since we had a guest, I was keeping my hands at bay. <laughs> I have been smacked a surprisingly few amount of times in this podcast. Know, I was trying to you are laying me back a little bit. Well, that's the, yeah. I was trying... <laughs> like, when, he, when he talks on the podcast, it's always like uh, the Will Smith... Or, uh, no, Will Ferrell movie. Uh, the the Talladega Nights. Nights. Talladega Nights. When he's what, like, I don't do know I do what to do with, with my, my hands. And he's always like, do it like all over the place. He's I, I just understand. everywhere. Alright. Uh, birthdays today. <laughs> he's just putting his hands on the table. <laughs> don't look at my hands. I feel like he's sitting on them just like. Right? Uh, birthdays today. Orson Welles. Yeah. Uh, Unicron. Great. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Greatest movie. Transformers. Forget Citizen King. Without a doubt. Although the third man was really good. Not than Transformers. Uh, the best Batman, maybe George Clooney. No, oh, not wow. even close. Get the hell out. I, nostalgia-wise, like as a kid, like oh Batman, Batman, Batman. But watching it now, like this is terrible. Even then, it was terrible. I was not was, old enough to understand yeah. a lot of that, and I knew he was bad. Mm. I, I know, but Schwarzenegger as uh, Freeze was also terrible. I still insist that casting was great. I, I enjoyed it. Like, it was interesting, but it good, wasn't a good Bruce but that was a kid good. that but that was a kid watching that. I can see I just prefer the my bat right suits to be nipple free zones. So yeah. that's you my blame real Joel, Joel Schumacher for that one. Yeah. I I oh, also draw crap, the line at the bat credit card. It's a little much. Yeah, Michael Keaton does not get the respect he deserves for his Bruce Wayne. He was the best both of both, I think. Let's go, yes. He was he was very good. Yeah. Okay. Uh I think she. Pl- I think she played GI Jane. No, no. Uh, that was Demi Moore. That was Demi Moore. No, no, no. I meant in the GI Joe movie, the the one with the red hair. Um, anyway, uh, the it, Baron. No, it's not Baroness. God, what was that character? Scarlet is the character's name. Yeah, Adrian Palicki's birthday today. She plays Scarlet. Oh, I don't know. Oh. Hmm. That's what we asked you on here for. It's a good, it's a good thing we do the research. For it this. is Adrian Palicki's birthday today. Yes. Good to know. Uh, Greg Henry, Lord's, uh, I think uncle. Star Lord's uncle in Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Right. Uh, Bob Seeger. Birthday today. And stuntman. Uh, first stuntman from Sweden, actually. Lars Lundgren. I think the first one ever? Yep. Hmm. I, fi- I figure Sweden would have a lot more stuntman than before. They didn't right have. Now. They do now. He, this was back the original. He was in the original Total Recall. They didn't have a stunt industry. Though. Interesting. Okay. But, so I like how you did more research on the one stuntman I lo- than I, you did for any of the other birthdays. You're like, name, I think they did a thing. Who fucking knows? You know Next. I like, you know I <laughs> want to be a stuntman. Uh, that, that's everything I got. So. All right, great. Uh, Sean, you want to give us a, a, a pitch for tryhards? 
Uh, it's what happens when you become an old man and you still like to play Magic. And uh, you go from having plenty of money to play but no time, which is usually the case when you're uh, in your formative years, uh, to having... Did I do that backwards? You might have. Yeah. You, you go from having plenty of time but no money to the money not being a problem, but how do you find the time when you have family, career, and so forth? So it's sort of the enjoyment of the game and community through the eyes of a generation that has now moved into a spot where we can no longer be as involved and, and grind and do things that, that we took for granted when we were younger. Okay, and how do we find your podcast? Uh, we just came to SoundCloud. And there's a reason for that, and I won't go into it here. We are still on MTG Cast, and you can find us on Patreon too, patreon.com slash tryhards, T R I H A R D S. So perfect. We look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for having me on. I, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. That, like, honestly, pay him. Yeah, I yeah. did enjoy it. Yeah, ripping on Adam was like the most fun you could no, have. Oh, that, well, that, that's like ripping on one of our guys in the pre and post show. Fair. It's like it, a lot of you guys know, know Matt Hurley. Well, oh, yeah, like Matt. Ripping on Hurley in the pre and post show. Yes. So should I be okay. flattered with that or no? No. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of you would be happy to be compared to the other, now knowing you a little bit. Yeah. All right. Uh, Damage Control Podcasting is recorded at Underdark Comics and Games. Uh, check us out on Facebook at Facebook slash Underdark Comics or check out our website at underdarkquincy.com. Send us an email, give us a phone call, stop it, and say hi. I did not interrupt you. You didn't. It was the first time in like eight podcasts. You should have seen Daniel's face, though. He's waiting for it. I was. I was like, <laughs> like a dog that's been kicked one too many times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just got that like when he does it. Pa- Pavlovian response. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So you can find uh, Damage Control Podcasting on all the social media sites uh, at Damn Control on the Twitter. The Twitter. Uh, uh, the Twitter. Facebook.com. Uh, YouTube. SoundCloud iTunes, uh, Damage Control Podcasting, all one word, and contact us at Damage Control Podcasting at gmail.com. Have we ever gotten any emails? Uh, Two, both bots. Yeah. And Adam's mom, I think. No, she never know. Oh, she doesn't know how to email? No, she'll text me. <laughs> all right. And, uh, all right. Uh, okay, all right. All right. Wait.